everyone to episode 420 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Corey. I'm Eric. Uh, so today's, since it's episode 420, we're going to be talking about drug use in video games. I actually teased that last week as, as the episode that we're going to do, and we decided to, yeah, go for it this week. Corey, your microphone got real quiet just as we started. Uh, That's still better. not good? No, it's no, fine. No, you're good now. It was no, just, I think it, you were bent over. Yeah, when you said Corey, it was, it was real quiet. I if it, you know we're early enough that I would have started over if, if yeah if we had to fix it, but so. now that we're forty seconds in, it's too late. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we'll 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 roll we'll roll with it. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about drug use in video games. Obviously, there's a lot of games and a lot of popular games where there's uh, drug use uh, even heavily featured in them. So uh, that's gonna be our main topic. Uh, I can tease fall or Fallout. Yeah, uh, Fire Emblem. Three Houses, which I'm sure me and Eric are going to be talking about. Oh, man. So much Fire Emblem. Um, and I'm, I'm actually thinking we might do a spoiler episode. Because since me, Eric, and Will all played through the uh, one specific path for the Black Eagles, I think that's what we're going to be talking about. We'll have spoiler cast next week, maybe maybe the week after. Who knows? But I might even be done with the second path. I, it's, I... Po- it's a possibility for me, too. Um We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about it later. But uh, Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? Um, I feel like I played a ton. I nothing new. I don't think um, Steam World Dig Two. I've been playing a lot of. Mm-hmm. I can talk a little bit about that. Um, gosh, I feel like there was a couple other things that I just can't. Oh, I played a little Cultist Simulator. Oh Thanks, yeah, nice. Um, gosh. I'm sure I'll think of a couple other things as we go, but I do. I did play some stuff this week, so I have some stuff to talk about. Oh, cool, uh, Eric. Do you have anything you want to tease for later on? Uh, not really. My my week has pretty much been Fire Emblem again. Yeah. Um, I actually started Awakening. Oh, just, cool. Just because I needed to go back and play all the other ones now. Yeah. Um, and I'm even playing Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone. Oh, breaks. okay. So like my whole life is Fire Emblem right nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes was was good. I played that for a while. It's actually not bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as you'd expect for a, a mobile game, anyway. So no, I'm really, really surprised so far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into drug use and video games. I don't, I don't necessarily have a, any specific type of structure. Uh, we'll we'll start with Corey. What, what's your first uh, example of drug use in video games? I would try to find some that I was personally familiar with. Yeah, I tried to do um, the same, and yep. I. I realized that there weren't as many as I thought I was once I started like going through people's blog posts to kind of get the gears turning a little bit and remind me. But the biggest one, the one I immediately thought of without doing any sort of research were the, um, and I can't even remember if it's the Eve or the Adam from Bioshock. Uh-huh. Adam. Adam. Yeah. So you're injecting Adam, right? Yes. All right. So yeah, even that, like that imagery of you taking the syringe and stabbing yourself with it to give yourself essentially what are superpowers um really sticks with me and that was the first like that was the first thing that popped into my head so that's that's my number one okay that was a really crazy early moment in that game too like that's that was the first moment you were like oh it's it's one of these yeah and i can't even remember do you when you first get to bioshock 
Is that the name of Ra the... Rapture. Rapture. Rapture, yeah. Jeez, yeah, I'm so far removed from it. When you first <laughs> get to Rapture, does it happen in that first room where you're just kind of trying to figure out what's going on? I can't remember the order like, of events. It's like maybe the second room or something. Like, it's okay. the first room that opens up and, like, really gives you, uh, like, a view of the ocean. Yeah. Because, like, you... you kill like a couple dudes and like you have the wrench at that point and that's pretty much it it's very early okay i'm realizing now that i have to play bioshock again oh yeah oh, man. My, my entire like bioshock uh memories and everything now are are bioshock infinite which i love uh but i want to go back and play the original it's been it's been a long time now since i've played that mm -hmm. when, when did that come out do you guys know off the top of your head it was 2000 i want to say 2009 maybe or eight the first one? Seven. I was, yeah, I was going to say six. Wow. Okay. So that's a long that's time. a long time ago. That's 12 years. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. And yeah, it still looks good. Yeah, and they just had, they got the remastered versions too. I'm not sure if they're on consoles, but I know they're on Steam, and I, I think yeah. I have them. That's one, one of those things that... series to revisit. Yeah. One of those things I, you know, I have such a huge library, I don't even know what I have in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that's one you can do for extra life, Dan. Just play all three Bioshocks. Oh, maybe. I was thinking we should. Burned out? I've actually been thinking about uh, extra life. We should probably do a group stream this year rather than doing it separate. Yeah. Make Corey and Will finish Final Fantasy Eight. Oh, there you go. I would like to go back to that. We I forget why we stopped. I don't know. I can't remember. Must Will would know. Yeah, Some well, bad Will reason, would probably. definitely remember. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Bioshock is a good example of drug use in video games. Um, uh, Eric, what do you got for us? Uh, the, the, like, the very first one that popped into my head was, did you guys play GTA V? Yeah. No. You remember that side mission where, uh, what's, is the, is your, is your character named Michael? When Michael gets, like... I know what you're talking about. Some weed legalization guy, and like he smokes a joint and starts having to like shoot aliens and stuff. Like, you yes. guys remember that? I do remember that, yeah. That was I... the first one that came to my head. That's a good one. I totally forgot about that until you said it. Yeah. But yeah, that was really weird. Didn't it? Didn't it you was do... trippy as hell. Yeah, you went to some strange places in that yeah. sequence, if I remember yeah. correctly. And there was another one later, too. Like, there were, there were a couple of those that were just really bizarre. Yeah, I never. Yeah. I, I still have to play that. I keep meaning to buy it one of these days when it's on sale for you know twenty bucks, but I don't know. I just haven't haven't pulled the trigger. It's really good. That's probably the best example that I can think of, anyway, of like an actual hallucinogenic drug trip in a video game. Yeah. That was a good one. You have a good one, Dan. Uh, Far Cry has a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, I didn't play that, so I didn't. Oh, you didn't play any, any of the Far Cries? I played a little bit of three, but that was it. Oh, really? You didn't play four or five at all? I don't okay. think so. All right, well, I'll just run down the list because there's a few of them. So in Far Cry 3, uh, there's, of course, the famous burning the marijuana field mission, which I have actually playing in the stream right now. I do remember uh, that. Yeah, so you get a, little, you get a little, little buzz doing that. Uh, and then Far Cry 4, uh, Reggie and Yogi, <laughs> side characters, they inject you with something special. Uh, and you end, end up going on a murdering spree in that one because you start to hallucinate about stuff. I don't remember the specific, specifics of that because it's been a few years since I played it. Uh, and then Far Cry 5 has, uh, when you're going after, um, 
faith seed her uh if you go into the fields it, it emits a thing called i i bliss 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 hmm. okay i don't remember i didn't remember what it was called from playing the game but i i read about it and uh yeah you kind of you kind of hallucinate and and gets like slow and mopey uh when you when you walk through those fields so there's a lot of drug use in, in far cry the far cry series um yeah i didn't play far cry one or two i played Eric? far cry one and two okay uh, yeah. any, any drug use in those uh not that i can remember but the first far cry takes like a really weird turn halfway through with like aliens and stuff oh yeah so there might be something going on there yeah okay in far cry 2 you're in africa and like you have to stab yourself with like malaria pills and stuff i don't know if that counts you're like you have to cure yourself like you get malaria in far cry 2 oh wow that's crazy. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah. It wasn't. That's just why it didn't sell <laughs> as well as the other ones. Gotcha. <laughs> it's actually kind of amazing they got a three. Honestly. I know people didn't like the color palette, too. They said it's just brown. Like it's very brown. brown. Yeah, <laughs> very brown. Well, that was at a time where everything was brown, wasn't it? Yeah. This was, like, sp- like very brown. There, oh, okay. All games like, were earth tones, like brown and gray. And I'll drop a screenshot yeah. in the Twitch chat. Okay. Very brown. Um, Corey, what do you got next? Uh, let me check my notes. Fallout. Fallout. Fallout has uh very specific names for their drugs. Um, Mentats were what you take for intelligence to make you smarter. Um, Medex right was to reduce damage. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Psycho gave you more damage. Yep. Yep. And then, I didn't recall this, but I saw in something I was reading that there is actually a perk called the Party Boy or Girl perk that gives you immunity to addictions. Yes. I didn't. I, I never ended up using drugs in any of those games, so I never never got the Party Girl or Party Boy perk. But I would love to play a, like a drug-addicted character as for like a role-playing experiment yeah. in, the, in those types of games, you know? That's a good idea. And I thought it was interesting, too, the way, like, drug use was explained in a game like that in the in the universe of Fallout. You know, people are living in this miserable wasteland. Um, what better way to escape than than with drugs, which yeah. I think I think plays into the, the lore of the game. Yeah, it, so, yeah. It, it does an interesting thing, too, in the, that you have to keep taking the drugs for, it, like, its effectiveness slowly tapers. So, you, yeah. you know, you don't you don't quite get the buzz. Yeah. Um, and you have to keep using them to be for them to be effective, which leads your character to be getting drug addicted, which you know, like you said, brings up the party girl or party boy perk. Yeah. Uh, to so you don't get addicted. I think, uh, in terms of um, an overarching theme of drug use in games, I think like it does a good job of you know, this is what your brain looks like on drugs kind of thing. Like, don't do drugs, kids, and here's why. Like, for every benefit, there's always a drawback of some sort. Like, I don't know that there's any example. Well, I guess the Bioshock example is just pure power, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a little bit different, but I, 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 don't, I guess I'm what I'm trying to say is, like, in the universe of Bioshock, um, Adam isn't really a drug. It's more the imagery of how you use it, how you inject it. Uh, it's more just, like... I don't even know what, how you how you'd call it, or maybe it is. Is it an actual like drug that people abuse? 
Is that what makes yeah. it pretty crazy? Yeah, kind of. Like, the, okay. everybody starts going nuts because everybody wants more and more because these powers are cool. Like, that's, I mean, I, I've never done heroin. I assume that's like heroin. Yeah, you just feel like a, a Superman for a little yeah. while. What, so then, is there, for the main character, is there any sort of... Um, Downside? Yeah. Not that I recall. Yeah. Nothing that I remember. I don't know if it makes you more susceptible susceptible to the to the mind control trick yeah. at uh, the end. That could be. I can't remember. I my memory is so bad because I even <laughs> read the book and I don't remember any of this stuff. Like I'm I mean, it's been guys. twelve years though, so that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played that. I played Bioshock a lot when it first came out, and then I haven't really played it since. I don't think. I don't. I don't believe I've played it on PC. That was when I when I had it on Xbox. So, yeah, I'm certain I haven't touched it since 2007. I yeah. guess. Hmm. Yeah. If anybody recalls in the chat, if there was any sort of downside to the main character continuously injecting themselves with drugs, let us know because I I don't know. I I think it's an interesting interesting concept. I wonder yeah. if part of the reason they do that is like an ESRB thing too. You know, if drug use is just celebrated without any consequence i don't know that would affect their rating could be yeah that could very well be all right eric what do you got next what do i have next um my next one uh it's not drugs that i believe your character ever does but elder scrolls Uh uh-huh they have they have a lot of drugs really like skooma Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, that moon sugar stuff that's like the oh, kitty cocaine i forgot about, I forgot about moon sugar. sugar yeah it's like for only for the cat people and isn't skooma made from moon sugar i think it is but skooma works on everybody yeah that's like that's like the crack to the moon sugar's cocaine yeah that's right and then the khajiit have some sort of resistance to skooma right and that's yeah. maybe why they go right to the moon sugar yeah <laughs> it's crazy but as that far as I know, fun. your character never actually, like, trips or anything. Like, I think you can, like, take them, and it gives you some effects. I can't remember what they are. Yeah, but... I I just remember that it boosts some stats and drops others. Yeah. There's always a give and take in these games. Yep. I can remember one of my favorite times playing, I think it was Skyrim, was when I just stumbled into this den that was full of, like, skooma addicts. Like, they were meth <laughs> addicts kind of thing. Awesome. But, the, I mean, there was a story that went with it and I can't remember. It was one of those things that you wouldn't know anything about it unless you just happened to stumble on it. Oh, yeah. Like a little contained story within this drug den. Yeah, which Skyrim has a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And your mileage varies greatly, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the cool things when we first talked about it was how different everyone's story was, you know, and, and the different things that everyone did. I feel like it's a game that, you know, even after putting hundreds of hours in, you still stumble across random weird stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my next game is one I actually wanted Will to talk about, to be honest. We Happy Few. It's yeah. uh, a core element of We Happy Few is, is joy, which is an addictive hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic uh, drug used by most of the citizens of, of Wellington Wellington Wells. I haven't played it. I would like to play it, but Will said it's not not particularly good. So uh, maybe at some point, but I can't elaborate too much on that. 
Other than it's uh, it, it's reminiscent to me of uh, Aldous Hux, Huxley's Brave New World. Makes me think of that, where they take drugs to just stay happy. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, self-medicate. Yeah. So. What do you got next, Corey? Fistech. Fistech. From The Witcher. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah. That's their, like, cocaine-like drug, I think. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that's all I remember about it. I, I'm pretty sure I used it in the Witcher games at some point. Um, I feel like there's a drug trip scene on in the game based on around that, but maybe not. Um, again, my memory is very poor, but I'll just read, um, see if this jogs anybody's memory. Leo Bonart drugged Siri with it. Oh, well, that would be outside the game, right? That would be in the books. Yeah, I think The Witcher does have some kind of, like, drug-fueled crazy scene. Because, like, I remember, I think it was The Witcher 2, I remember, like, coming across some sort of, like, giant ridiculous chicken, like, in like, yes. a mushroom forest, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yes. Yeah, like, I vaguely remember that. But I don't know if that was the fist tech or if it was something else. Oh, what the heck? I wonder... I do not remember. Do you uh do you remember when you have that night of heavy drinking in The Witcher 2 and you get tattoos? Yes. yes. <laughs> that, and you get to pick what you get. <laughs> that carries over if you carry your Witcher 2 save into Witcher 3, that tattoo will carry over into the Is third it really? game. Yeah. It's that's wow. so awesome. I love CD Project Red. I I am so excited for Cyberpunk. Oh my god, me too. <sighs> me too. There's also some like alcohol scenes too in the witcher right yeah yeah there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of drinking constantly. yeah it's the visionary potion that's it that causes you to see the monstrous wild fowl yeah <laughs> and i distinctly remember like you're in a mushroom forest it, it looks like yep so this is i'll just read uh la, 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 sends him into an entirely new dimension filled with phallic shaped mushroom trees <laughs> and a it. giant chicken there it is <laughs> Nice. All right, Eric, what do you got next? Uh, Max Payne, that Valkyrie. Okay. Yep. You guys remember that? I do. Mm. The mm-hmm. Valkyrie it's like makes the big. whole town goes nuts, like go just completely nuts. It's one of the coolest things about Max Payne, I think. Actually, mean, explained why everybody was going crazy. You mean not the bullet time? Was that a Max I mean, Payne? That yeah. was Max Payne. Max Payne was was the bullet time game. Nice. Yep. And then we had it and everything and still do. Yep. Thanks, man. Those games were fun. They were so much fun. I only I only ever uh ever played the first one and it uh it went from like murder mystery into like a horror game almost. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Which was you remember weird. the mission where you have to follow the blood yes. trail and yep. like if you fall you fall off? Yep. Yeah, that was a freaking nightmare. Okay. Baby crying in the background nightmares forever <laughs> i think that's all i have uh cory you have anything else uh a couple more things that i wanted to point out um another one that i didn't remember but i read about and it kind of helped something else make sense in the game so metal gear solid 5 mm-hmm. at the beginning when you're in the hospital um ishmael gives you a hallucinogenic called di- digo- digoxin or mm-hmm. digoxin um, which I don't recall ever happening, but I remember thinking to myself playing that, like, 
Metal, Metal Gear Solid was never... Um, there was never any, like, magic or fantasy, right? It was just all technological. Mm-hmm. And I remember that opening scene in the hospital not feeling that way. But I guess that's the explanation for why you see all those weird fire ghosts and stuff. It's because you're hallucinating. And mm-hmm. I never I never put that together. I'm just like, wow, like, Metal Gear really got crazy, didn't it? <laughs> but it's just because you're hallucinating. It starts off crazy and it ends crazy. I didn't finish it. Oh, it's... It, I mean, it gets bizarre as you as you would imagine. But. I should go back to that because it's on Game Pass now, right? Um, I think so. Phantom Pain. Yeah, I mean, I own it on Steam, so you can play my copy anytime. Oh, I'll play. I'll play it on. You'd Xbox. rather play it on Xbox, yeah? Yeah, I want the the HDR. Oh, 4K. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it is on Game Pass now that you mention it. That's nice. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I only I only vaguely remember the the intro to to Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, it was bonkers. It was. I remember it's coming back to me with the fire ghosts and stuff. But I feel like there's another game I played that was sim- that had a similar intro to that, and I I just can't I I'm drawn blanks on what it could be. Being in the hospital, having to catch on having the hospital catch on fire. Saints Row. No. I don't know. I'm not going to think of it. Uh, what else you got, Eric? Uh, I am fresh out. Yeah, there That's wasn't as much. much there wasn't as much as I had thought there was going to be. You know, there's a, no. A I thought I thought we were going to knock this out of the park, and then when I like started really thinking about it, I came up with like nothing. Yeah, I've had the same experience, and I started thinking of like the alcohol things that happen in games, which I could think of more. There's of so in... many. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, I remember in the old EverQuest days, um, they had those, like, holiday events, and there was one where you had to drink and, like, walk a straight line or, yeah. like, balance they had races. something. Drunk races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stuff was so much fun and so stupid, but uh, a good distraction. I did want to talk about, um, I did find this piece on Eurogamer called A Brief History of Drug Use in Video Games. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the author is Nick Rubin. And they um i'm just gonna read this quote so there's the a writer and artist named christine i can't pronounce her last name m-a-j-c-h-e-r macher maybe who wrote um this piece called gamers and ravers the amazing similarities between the two worlds um so here's the quote macher brings up another factor that makes these cultures such easy chemical brothers the worship of flow she compares the magical sought after state where you're completely absorbed to the feeling of flow at a rave when the skill of the DJ, the selection of the music, and your body reaches a state of total communication. And it made me think of... Are you guys familiar with the whole idea? Like, that's the idea of the state of flow? Mm-hmm. Where you're just, like, in the zone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the games that I felt achieved that really well is Celeste. Oh, um, that... Right before you said it, that's what popped into my head. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that was my whole point, and, and um, it kind of made sense to me. I've never, I don't know that I've ever been to a rave or even done drugs at a rave, but I've been to um, like concerts and stuff where I've experimented, um, you know, in college and stuff. Like you, uh, like everybody does. You yeah. know, like you do. Yeah, uh, but anyway, and and I could really relate to it in that moment, and it just made me think of that feeling of flow in video games too, and in in that like a lot of the reason why people take drugs is to have all those, their senses stimulated at the same time um, to, for an experience. And I feel like video games do that really well. Um, 
Celeste being the best example I could think of off the top of my head, but I know there are others. Even like playing Mario levels where you're just like in the zone, crushing it, like timing everything just right, where your your skill plays into it, the music of the game plays into the whole experience. Um, yeah, the art, everything is just kind of comes together in a neat little way. It's funny that you bring up Celeste because I actually took a video on my Switch of uh, a fairly hard area in Celeste that I blazed through like first time which never happened in that game. You know, it was a lot of it was trial and error and experimentation, but yeah, all the mechanics just came together for me in that one, I don't know, it's 30 second clip or whatever. And, and it, everything just worked. And I, I blitzed through it in, in one, one attempt, you know? Yeah. It yep. feels so good when that happens. It does. It's very satisfying. And that's why those sort of things stand out, you know, because it, I don't feel like it happens all that often. So, yeah. That's what makes platformers such fun games. Yeah. Yes. Like 2D platformers especially. Yep. And I still to this day will say I can't remember a game that I had as much pure fun as I did playing Celeste. Um, Rocket League would probably be a good example, but that is equal parts frustrating too. So <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, just elation, just fun enjoyment connected to the game. Um, Celeste is a really good example. I have to finally get that then. Is that on Switch? Do you know? Yes, it is. That's, what, that's be, how yeah. I played it. I'm going to have to get it on Switch. Absolutely. Everything on Switch. Um, I think we would also be remiss if we didn't bring up Mario. Yeah. Because yeah. Mario is basically elements. one long drug trip. And, it is. Uh, that Eurogamer article reminded me of Miyamoto. Um, I actually pulled out his quote from Famitsu, Famitsu in 2010 said since the game talking about mario since the game set in a magical kingdom i made the required power-up item a mushroom because you see people in folk tales wandering into forests and eating mushrooms all the time and it made me think of a joe rogan podcast i listened to forever ago with uh what's that guy's name duncan trestle oh yeah where they were talking about drug use in uh religious imagery and um <clears throat> that's the reason why you see like halos above people's heads is because it was indicating that they were high on mushrooms. Yep. Oh, and that's how cool. they would get close, more spiritual and closer to God. I was going to say, throws that whole Christianity thing into question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I also found just to wrap up my bullet points here, this Arkstone recovery.com. It's a, I've never heard of the site, uh, but you can check it out. They have a really good infographic about drug use in video games. Uh, and they list a bunch of games and the name of the drug that was featured in that game. Oh. Um, you want me to just read through these quick? Yeah. I'll only read through the ones where it's fictional, like the drug itself is fictional, because there's so many games that actually have like cocaine in it, Yeah. Um, which is less interesting to me. But back sure. up, Batman Arkham City had Scarecrow Gas. Okay. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that now, too. Um Bioshock, we already talked about the Atom. Deus Ex has Neuropozyme. Neuropozyme? Yeah, there you go. And just Zeme was another one, I guess. I don't know. Um, we already talked about the Jet, the Mentats, the Buff Out, the Psycho. Uh, Grand Theft Auto had Spank. <laughs> I think that's just what they call their cocaine. Well, Spank. maybe, um, but this infographic lists cocaine separately, so oh, it, it could just be some bad research, but who knows. <laughs> Heavy Rain had tryptocaine, which I only vaguely remembered, not enough to talk about. If you, I do remember that if you, what was that character's name? Was it Jaden, the detective guy with the glasses? 
I don't you guys remember was, who I'm talking about? I don't think it was Jaden, only because I remember him running through the mall yelling, Jason! Looking okay. for his son. Well, but whoever whoever the, the detective guy with the glasses was that kept having to take the pills, if you kept letting him take the pills, he would die of an overdose at the end of that game. That's huh. morbid. Yeah. Jeez. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I did. That wasn't my end. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to end. Um, Resident Evil had the green herb. Which I think was just a healing item, wasn't it? Yeah, but let's let's think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, I get it, but... Uh, and then we already talked about Skooma, but... Um, thought that was pretty cool. The only other stat I pulled from that that I thought was cool, um, they actually broke out how they affect you. So 40% of drug use in video games cause disorienting effects, hallucinations. 32% are power-ups that are not health power-ups, and 28% are health power-ups. Yeah. So if you ever need to do some do a dissertation on drug use in video games, that might be a decent place to start. That that's not as many as I would have thought for power ups. No, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I did just think of one, Dan. Yo, what? it's actually Fire Emblem. Uh huh. Remember when Rhea gives you like medicinal herbs to give to your students? Oh yeah, yeah, to calm them. <laughs> She's yeah. like, you've got students that are a little high strung. Here, give them these herbs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yep. give them this Adderall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one is an upper and one's a downer. Literally, she gives you two. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, that'll that'll about do it for our, our coverage of uh, drug use and video games. So, uh, let's get on to Nibble Bits. Corey, do you have anything for Nibble Bits? Nibble Bits. Um, I did pull out one thing, just because I'm excited about it. Elden, Elden Ring, which is the... Um, George R. R. Martin Miyazaki from Software yeah. collaboration project is being shown to the press at Gamescom. Oh, cool. So are we going to get some like impressions of the actual game? Or... They didn't say if there would be anything that would come out of it that oh, would be public. Okay. It'll be NDA probably. Could be. Yeah, who knows. But that starts August 20th, so we'll know by then. Okay. So a lot of times we do Gamescom recap, so maybe we will again this year there's some good stuff that comes out of it so uh eric you got anything for noble bits uh the no man's sky beyond trailer came out today oh, that really? looks that looks cool yeah that looks like it's it's cool it looks like they maybe added like actual npcs like that move now oh cool which is neat I and that's also the vr update right yes yeah i think uh I can't remember that guy's name. Sean something. Sean Murray. Uh, yeah, he said they this update's supposed to be like thirty percent VR, seventy percent just new stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's what I want to revisit. I wish it was on Game Pass. I played it last year. Uh, after the first, was no was it No Man's Sky next? Was that what they called it? I think um, it was next. Yeah, yeah. I played it after that, and it's it's worth playing now. There's a lot of stuff to do, so. It is, and now, I mean, this is a launch trailer, so that means this must be launching? The patch must be done, right? Isn't that what a launch trailer means? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time to revisit it again. Could be. Okay. Uh, I've only uh, got... Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say that's pretty much all I have. Okay. Yeah, I've only got... There wasn't a lot of game news this past week, at least nothing. Uh, nothing that interesting, anyway. Uh, I got two quick about loot boxes, actually. The Entertainment Software Association is teaming with Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo 
to disclose odds on loot boxes. Um, I think they're trying to take the step before they get shut down by everybody uh, with with uh, loot boxes and odds and, and all that stuff. I know uh, the iOS and Android app stores both have to, any games on there have to disclose the odds for loot boxes. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's good. I don't know how much it'll curb loot box spending, but hey, if it, you know, if it gives helps you a, a little bit, helps a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's your thing, but Rocket League uh, is going to be ditching loot boxes entirely and pre- replacing them with a system that allows the players to buy the items directly. So they know what they're, they're getting when they, when they buy, which is a system I prefer. Cause you know, I, I'm fully yes. on board with, uh, you know, cosmetic items as microtransactions. As long as I, I know what I'm getting, I don't like to gamble with that stuff. So definitely, uh, definitely more into that. Yeah, with you 100% on that. Like, at least let me know what I'm spending my money on. Yep. Um, I did just see one thing that is a little upsetting. Uh-huh. Um, it's a games industry article saying Walmart's taking down their violent video game demos and displays. Oh, boy. Really? But they're going to keep selling guns? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Not So... <laughs> Not just that, but you take your life into your hands anytime you go into a Walmart. Yeah, I, I, I told heck? I told Will uh, when he went in there to pick up Fire Emblem the other day is is it worth is it worth your life? Yeah, I mean, that's you have a good point. Our our WalMarts are, are dangerous. I know that. So I get that. But like that's you know like not to take sides on the gun debate here, it's, but like if you're going to claim you're doing something yeah. to stop gun violence, you'd think the first thing that you would do is maybe stop selling guns. It's it's but, a bit yeah. it's a bit hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, Corey, how's your week? Um, it was okay. I what did I do? Um, we were on vacation the previous few weeks, so this past weekend I just kind of wanted to take it easy and lay low, which I must have accomplished because I can't think of anything I did over the weekend. Um, you mean you actually had the... you actually had a weekend where you were like home? Well, yes, but even then, like we still had plans. So yeah, that's um, Saturday. I think Sunday I did nothing. Mm-hmm. I. I was very adamant about I'm just going to stay home and do my thing Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, but Saturday, we did a couple things. I can't remember what we did the whole day, but we went to a show that night um, at a barbecue place that we like to go to. And that was a lot of fun. But speaking of drug use, I, I saw one of my coworkers there. And I was like, hey, like, don't she's uh, our SEO person. I'm like, hey, don't you have some like SEO you should be working on right now? We were like it, dancing. Uh, it was towards the end of the show so everybody was feeling it pretty well and she she just looked at me and she's like oh and just like ran away and kept dancing (laughs) well she's having fun nice (laughs) i love it but yeah nothing really to talk about i don't know oh we started watching the bachelor in paradise oh okay my wife's watching that you guys watching that my my wife watches it i i caught a little bit i just think those people are so emotionally delayed Yes. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I I think they have the maturity of of like thirteen and fourteen year olds. Yes, as yes. mid twenties and thirties. That's just what I get from from that. But yeah, but so one of the things I like to do with that show is kind of try to figure out what's real and what's um sort of socially engineered by the show's producers. Sure. Um. So I mean, there's obviously 
always alcohol use, which can amp up things quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when they're doing the interviews, they're asking very specific, pointed, leading questions. Um, I also feel like, I don't know if there's any truth to this. Um, I, I wonder what kind of conversations individuals are having with each other. Contestants, I guess you could call them on the show. How many of those conversations conversations start scripted by uh-huh. producers saying, "Hey, I want you to go to Blake and ask him this very specific question," uh-huh. uh, and maybe some of that is contractual, maybe it's manipulative into that into you know them being like, "Hey, you know that thing that this guy did to you was a real dick move. You should go talk to him about it." And they're like, "Oh yeah, that was a dick move. I'm gonna go <laughs> talk to him about it." You know, like yeah, who yeah, knows yeah. what's actually going on behind the scenes. Um, but I'm just, it, I think it, the reason I enjoy watching those shows so much is I'm just like you said, Dan, endlessly fascinated with people that are that way. Yeah. And just trying to like figure out what makes them tick and what they really want and why they're there and just stuff like that. Like trying to see through all that stuff is really fun for me. There was a lot of man tears in the, I watched maybe like half an hour of, of one of you. And there was like three or four dudes that cried. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, this is not real. Like you're on vacation. Chill. Uh, well, that's part of the partake yeah, some of them partake in some drugs. Some of them are there just for the popularity. Yeah. Right. They don't really care about any of it. Some of, some of them are actually there to find love. Um, but like, what a crappy way to try to find love. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. I would, that would be a nightmare situation for me. I think. Being, being being the introverted for for first of all, so having to have conversations with with those types of people. Would you rather be competing for the Bachelorette, or would you rather be the Bachelor? It both would be a nightmare nightmare for me. <laughs> I don't know which I'd prefer. Yeah, Eric, do you have an opinion on that? <laughs> I would rather be the Bachelor because he doesn't have to go home. Like you can't lose. Ah, uh, good point. You've already won. And my, yeah, and my biggest fear in, like, The Bachelorette would be, like, I'm going home first day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, they don't even let me off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be, um, I don't, I wouldn't care if I was sent home the first night because of my image. I would be more disappointed that I just missed out on having the fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. Be like FOMO. Like, oh man, I got like all the way here and You missed out on it. all the amazing vacations and all the all the stuff yeah. that they go they I do. Spent the fun things they do. Eighteen hours on a plane for eight hours in this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not to mention I'm not sure what sort of audition process they they go through. I bet it's nuts. I I'm surprised there's not more people that work in reality TV coming out and talking about what goes into reality TV. A lot of NDAs. That must be it. But, I mean, there's a lot of NDAs in, like, video games, but that stuff still, like, almost always leaks out, you know? And it, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I wish there was more of it, I they, guess. They don't, they don't want you peeking behind the curtain, Corey. You don't peer behind the curtain. I know. I know. It'll ruin the illusion of what they're trying to what they're trying to make a show about but what are they trying to make a show about <sighs> love well, <laughs> i don't know is it I've i always... mean i think that's what they're trying to sell but they i think they also know why people tune in and that's yeah. just beautiful people hating each other yeah. and being dramatic and that's why most people watch yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm there. I've always said, too, with, with reality TV that, and I don't even, even mean the networks, like, you know, like The Bachelor, but on the smaller cable channels, like, you have a reality TV show, it's like throwing crap against the wall, you see what sticks, you know, and it's probably not a huge investment if you have a reality TV show that you shoot a few episodes for and it's no one's watching it, like, it's like, okay. And, I saw... But if it's popular, then, you know, you probably can make a make bank off of it. Of money. Definitely, because it's so cheap. Um, I, speaking of that, Dan, I saw, I forget what the thread was about on Reddit this week, but somebody suggested that a great reality show would be baby boomers who haven't had to look for a job in over 30 years um, applying for jobs using the advice they give millennials. Oh. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm literally applauding that. Yeah. I want to see that. It needs to happen. It, that would be healthy for the country in I general. think so, too. Yeah, it really would. It would be eye-opening, I think. Incredible. Huh. Yes. Oh, just walk in there and shake somebody's hand. They'll give you a job. Yeah, just smile. Make sure you call. <laughs> Make eye th- contact. Send a thank you note for the uh, interview. Uh. Thank you for the opportunity for that i'm giving you to pay me below what i'm worth yeah so i can have health insurance yep yep Uh, it's frustrating uh anything else Corey? no okay uh eric what do you got uh nothing (laughs) pretty much nothing uh my week was finishing fire emblem and then starting fire emblem Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't really didn't really play much of anything else that's that's about me too um The only thing I have to talk about was uh, last night, Corey, I played your levels on my most recent Rated G Games video. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I gave you some publicity. I put your the course IDs in the description. Uh, but nice. I, I struggled mightily with Scorch Sands. Oh, I think that was the one where somebody said, it if was. I could do this twice, it I was. would. And it wasn't because... It, it was because... I, I go through this phase in Mario where you start off, you know, in earnest, you know, you try to beat the level, but once you start dying a few times, then you get in your head about it and you die for very stupid reasons. And that kept happening and happening and happening. And then I tried, you know, going, going a different way to beat, beat the level. And I kept dying and I kept dying and I was finally able to beat it, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good stuff. But I, I like, I love the level design. I think I mentioned during the video that, it's like you knew where the safe points were and you put something in there to keep the player uncomfortable at all times. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I always felt uncomfortable in that level. Like I needed, needed to be moving and, um, yeah, but yeah, it, it did a good job of messing with me for a little while. I think that level took me like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes to beat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what should I do with a level like that? That I think the completion rate is really low, and people don't really like it. Is it one that I should just delete or revisit, or like no. I never know what to do? I would leave it. Like, I, I wouldn't change it. You know, you don't be a crowd pleaser. Just yeah, just let it let it stand. Yeah, is that probably. the one that somebody commented that if they could boo it twice, they would? Yes, yes. that is the That's one. The one. Yep. I'm gonna need to go play that one. <laughs> I played Global Warming and I loved it. Yeah, you like Global, global Warming? Global I think that's global my highest warming. upvoted one. The cool. best one. There's one called Space Rescue Seventeen. That's that's core. That's my favorite level. That's I told Corey that's in my top three. Yeah. 
of, Corey, of I'm gonna play levels that I played. These three that I've never seen before. Prehistoric playtime. That's not mine. That was that was yeah, that was someone else's. Okay. So uh, he's your that... your global warming scored sands and space rescue seventeen. Yes. Yep. Alright. I'm excited. Uh, oh, there's one uh, one other one I didn't do. I didn't do the falling peach one. Plunge for Peach? Plunge for Peach. I didn't do that one. Dang it. I was yep. so uh stressed out by Scorch Sands that I just must have missed it. I'll have to play <laughs> Did that you one. like uh oh shoot. Did you like the one that you I forget what I called it. But you like drop down and then you go out another door and it's similar to the start, but it's the actual finish. Uh, was that the plunge? I only have the four levels. Or did you do another one? No, I think one? I have six uploaded. Do you? Or okay. five? Yeah, well, there's I, I, one. If I had my game down here now, I would check. But I can't remember the name of it, but my description is something along the lines of just because it's a, an exit doesn't mean it's an escape or something like oh, eerie. I don't like think that. I played That's that the one. whole idea is just like an eerie level. I don't think I played that one. I'll have to do that one. That one is probably my favorite of the ones that i made okay yeah i really like the space rescue one that's really good well thank you it's it's inspiring maybe i'll have to start making some more levels yeah i had such a good time doing it but i also lose so much of my life doing it that i was about to say like i'm so glad people like you make levels for people like me (laughs) i just i can't it takes so long Yeah. yeah that's why that's why i've only got my two levels that took me no time at all and I keep meaning to like sit down and build a level, but well, now I have Fire Emblem, and that's why I have it. Yeah. So. But forty hours it would have taken you to make a level. You beat Fire Emblem once. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And it's going to get multiple playthroughs. Yeah. The uh, thing about creating the Mario levels, though, is I get it scratches my like productivity itch. I don't know if you guys get that, but if you're just not productive for too long, you start to just get, you start to feel like a sack. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Like a sad sack. I, I have that all. I battle with that constantly because in my household, if I'm not cleaning or cooking constantly, everything piles up. But you don't feel like you're being productive when you're just cooking and cleaning all the time. Mm-hmm. So I always try to do something in addition to just the maintenance, cleaning, and, and obviously cooking. But I yeah, can't always. Like... There's some days I just have to like tidy the house all day, mm-hmm. or, it's, or it looks like a bomb went off in it. Mm-hmm. Children. Oh man. They know how to trash a place, and then and then sit on the couch and play video games when I want them to help me clean up. Yep, as you clean around them. Yep, as they throw stuff on the floor too when I'm while I'm cleaning up. Yep, <laughs> I'll throw this empty bag of Cheetos just right here on the floor so you can pick it up for me. They'll grow up one day. <laughs> yeah, because I was kind of the same way not not quite to the, not quite as brash as they are about it, um, but yeah, I was the same way. I was a slob same okay um let's get into what we played Corey. let's hear from you first yeah so i've been pretty pretty well hooked on steam world dig 2 um the image and form right that's the yep developer yeah uh they just make games that are a blast to play uh low barrier to entry and just so much fun i really enjoyed steam world dig um and then for whatever reason, just skipped on SteamWorld Dig 2 until it came out on Game Pass. I'm not mm-hmm. sure when. Um, but yeah, I love those games. If you're not familiar with what it is, it's it's like a Terraria kind of thing. Um, but it has a story attached to it. And it's a little bit more guided. Um, not quite so, you know, loosey-goosey, yeah. do whatever you want. 
figure out your own goals. It's more, it has a story and you need to follow the quest, quest lines and stuff. Um, but what I liked about this one is that it has almost like a Metroid type world mm-hmm. um, that's persistent. I feel like the first game didn't have that or maybe had that, but once you got through a point, there was no reason to ever go back to it. Whereas this one, um, there there is. But I also like how they have the little, as you're digging, the little uh, gateways to puzzle levels. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of the Breath of the Wild shrines. Oh, yeah. Um, which is really fun because it's it's just like a challenge within your bigger challenge. Um, and that can get so addicting, just seeing those and making sure they get checked off. Uh, but everything about that game, the way it controls, the storytelling, the design, the polish, like it's all there. Um, it's no surprise that those games are consistently very highly rated. And I think SteamWorld Dig 2 had like a 90-something on Open Critic, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very highly rated. Yeah. Um, if you're just looking for a solid, just fun experience, I highly recommend SteamWorld Dig 2. It's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. So Yeah. Um, we, we Metacritic did, 88, but... We did an episode on that when it when it first came out on, on the Switch. I think it came out yeah. on the Switch first and then other stuff maybe like a week later. Uh, Sounds right. Yeah, I, I played through it in in the time before, you know, between when it came out and, and when we did an episode on it, I, I beat it because it was that good. It didn't didn't put it down, so... Yeah, the, in the character progression, the way you your character grows and you learn new things is just perfect because i mean it's quick but i like that i mean i think i have three hours and maybe a little over three hours and i feel like i'm really powerful right now and i just keep finding new things that make me think like oh my gosh i'm even more unstoppable this is fantastic Mm -hmm. but it's still like still challenging yeah Um, the puzzles are challenging and the gameplay itself like i keep dying fairly regularly so it's not like um it's not like you're just OP and the game is unbalanced. It's 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 very balanced, but it also makes you feel really powerful, which I think is a good thing in games. Mm-hmm. So that's Steam World Dig Two. Oh, I played Cultist Simulator. I think I played two rounds of it. Um, I don't even know how to describe that game. Like <laughs> it's a card game, but it's based on almost like MMORPG cooldowns. Really? Sort of. It's bizarre. Yeah, I um, knew I knew it might tickle that little space in your brain. Yeah, it definitely did. I was I was hooked on it. Um, I can't even remember. So I did. I played the first time without any idea how to play it, and I couldn't find anything telling me how to play it. But then I realized, oh, if I just start doing things, I'll learn very. Yeah, quickly. like I I still think there isn't much like that will tell you how to play that. You yeah, just have that. to kind of throw yourself at the wall a few dozen times. Yep. And uh, I really like that. Um, it would so be different. Fun. Yeah, it would be different if there was more going on, but there's not a ton going on. I mean, there's a lot going on, but the mechanics of what you need to know to control things and make things happen are extremely simple. So I think it's a good a good way to... Um, I'm sorry. It's good that it doesn't have a tutorial because I feel like if it did, it would just slow me down and, and it's totally unnecessary. So yeah. Um, I really liked that it didn't hold my hand at all in the beginning. It just said, here you go. Here's a board. Figure out what to do. Um, Drag things <sighs> to other things. You have a mouse. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just to, to like describe the game a little bit more, um, Eric, you, you, it's Fallen London. Is that the, the genre? It's it's the by the same guy. It's that, okay. that, that Lexi. I can't remember his full name. 
Uh, I'm actually gonna Google it right now, so I um, do him a disservice. Yeah, while you're doing that, they also made the Sunless game, Sunless Sea and Sunless mm-hmm. Skies, which are two games I really adore. Um, so yeah, this game was right up my alley because it is kind of set in the same kind of I don't even know how to describe it, like dirty uh, 1800s London. Alexis Kennedy. Alexis Kennedy. Yeah, he also wrote one of the DLC for Stellaris. Oh, oh cool! I didn't know that. One of the one of the like cosmic horror stories. Yeah. Stellaris. Yeah, he's, he's a great writer. Like yeah. the Fallen London stuff is amazing, and like that's like I knew this game was gonna be like bizarre, and I had to at least try it when it came out. Yep, it's um, macabre. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> that's a good one. Amongst other things, like yeah, There's it's, so it's many... really hard to explain. Like it's it's like it's like a spinning plates game with a story. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's yeah. out there, man. Basically, what you're doing is you're <laughs> you have think of okay. I'm gonna get very granular with this description because I feel like I'm not gonna do it justice if I don't. There's a table in front of you, right? And then you have a set of cards, um, and some of those cards are very basic things. Like you have a card that means health. You have a card that means vitality. You have a card that is your reason card. Um, and then you have portals on the table with you. And to use the very basic and first example, the first portal just says work. And you can put cards on that portal. If you put a health card on it, then you're going to do work, whatever that happens to be, based around your health. If you put your reason card on it, you're going to do work based on your reason card. Um, and depending on what card you put on there, you get a different... you get. Uh, one or more cards back that are also different. So if you um, put the health card on there, then you're basically just like going to a job and sacrificing your health for some funds. So then you have some funds cards. Okay, and then new portals will show up. Um, just to continue with the example I'm using, say there's a store that shows up, a, por- a store portal. Then you can use the funds card that you've generated and put it on the store portal to discover some new cards. Uh, and then you take those new cards and put them on a different portal that do something else. And all the while, you're kind of just like plugging and playing and figuring out what you need to do to advance the story. Uh, But the cards get pretty in-depth, and it's not always clear, like, what's the best one to use in any given situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that a decent explanation? That's pretty good. And, like, every time you, like, plug and play, which I guess is a good way to put it, like, every time you do that, like, you get a little pop-up that's, like, explaining what you're doing. Yes. So, like, if you put that reason card into the work spot, like, it tells you, like, you're working for a law clerk or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. and gives you a little rundown of what's going on. And, like, you can put another reason card in there, like, double it up to do, put in extra effort. And, like, yep. It's really, it's really interesting. And a lot of another important mechanic is that a lot of the cards have timers attached to them themselves. So, there was at one point, I think I used a health card on the work portal. And it generated a card that was an actual job for me. Uh, But that job card had a timer attached to it. And if I didn't put that card on the portal in time, then I would be docked pay because I was considered late. Yep. So each of those portals also have timers attached to them. So once you put a card on it, there's like a cooldown that you can't put another card on it until it's ready. Um, And there's like a sort of global cooldown that's you got to pay rent. 
Yeah. And if you can't put funds into it, you have to put health into it. Yep. It's it's interesting. It is really interesting. Really cleverly designed. I would like to see a... I don't want to say this game isn't polished. I would like to see a more robust version of this game. I agree. Um, I think it would actually be fair to call it unpolished. Yeah. Even, like... For, it, that sounds bad for a game that I enjoy, but it is kind of. It's like you can see he could make something bigger from this, and I hope yep. he does. Do you know in the timeline of like the Sunless games when this came out? Uh, this is the latest one. This is the most I recent think, game. Yeah, he, he. I think he no longer actually works for Fail Better Games. Like oh, he founded okay. it, and I think he left. And I believe he released this under a new developer. I did not. Yeah, he did. Okay. He left Fail Better Games like last year because he wanted to do his own thing, and this is the first thing he made. And it looks like he's okay. got another one coming soon called Book of Hours. All right. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great game. Um, it just shows like the fact that there wasn't this developer that could make a game like <sighs> Sunless Skies. Um, that kind of shows in this game that that developer wasn't there. Oh, uh, man, but it's... Corey. This, yeah, this Book of Hours thing looks exactly like what you want. Which is Cultist Simulator, but bigger. Oh, and nice. More polished. Yeah, I'm going to send you the Steam page. This is awesome. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, definitely check out uh, Cultist Simulator and stay tuned to this book of hours that I'm excited to learn about. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's really neat. I'm intrigued. Uh, it didn't make any sense to me but when you were explaining it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. It's you can give it a try. I have it on Steam now, so yeah, thanks I'm to Eric. The, yeah, check try. it out. It's, it's, it's a trip. It's at least worth putting, like, a couple hours into just to see what you get out of it. But as far as I'm aware, it has, like, eight or nine different endings or something like that. Like, I don't know. I've only gotten one. I can't even remember what my first ending was. Well, I th I'm sure my first ending was I died. Horribly. Like, starving. <laughs> I'm like, just trying to remember how, or yeah. something. <laughs> something awful. Um, but then I started, so... The first time you don't get the choice, but the second time you get to like continue a legacy. Yeah, which um, is kind of neat. Where I think you keep a couple cards or something like that. And, I think but you, you can, also like... choose like a path. Yeah, and the like one there's... I chose was a detective, so I, my goal was to solve something. Yeah, yeah, like you can be a detective. I think there's one where you just like start with a bunch of money. I don't remember what that's called. Yeah. Like oh, like I don't, I don't remember. But like there's one where you start with a bunch of money but no job or whatever. Right, right. Um. It's very. It's, it's a. It's a very smart game. Like very clever design. So um, yeah. what's different? The, what's the simulating a, a cult? Like what's the? Because you start a cult. Yeah, you're starting a cult. Okay. And you can. You're starting a cult around one of like eight or nine different, like, things. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't know. I got an achievement for the one that I did. Let me. Let me just find and read it. What What have I done? It's just it's it's so bizarre too because the way you achieve your goals it's kind of just like weird and dark and morbid like you have to there's a sleep portal going back to the portal thing there's one uh it's just called sleep and then you put your cards on there based on the type of dreams you want to have hmm. and that's how you like that's how I started my call was I had a dream about something so it gave me this yeah. weird card and then I used that card in an explore portal um, so I was exploring this thing that I dreamed about, and then it led to this cult that I started. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really interesting. Like, the achievement I got says, uh, Mirror of Glory, I dedicated myself to the understanding of the light that leaks from a fiercer place. 
Okay. Yeah. So maybe that gives you a, a little idea of what this game is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. It's a neat game for sure. Thanks again for the the gratis game, Eric. Hey, man. It, it was just going to sit in my humble bundle forever, so <laughs> it's all you, dude. And look, yeah, now I can play it forever, and we had a nice conversation about it. Yeah. So. It's like you paid me. <laughs> um, I think that's all, Dan. I, was, I feel like I've played some other things. Oh, I got back into Rocket League again only because I deleted my other time sync games, which were Dr. Mario mm-hmm. and Wizards, um, the Harry Potter game. Um Oh, Hearthstone. I oh. got back to Hearthstone. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Same reason, yeah. So uh, now I'm at the point where I don't even want to do the arena runs anymore. I'm so far behind. Now I'm just kind of doing the tavern brawls in the... I really love the single-player, the, like, dungeon run-style gameplay. The one they have now introduces this thing. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this. I'll I'll save you from the boring details, but uh, they started doing maybe a year, two years ago. They started doing what essentially amounts to dungeon runs, where you're going in, uh, you're starting with a very small deck and building that deck as you continue on the dungeon run. Um, but once you lose, you're done and you have to start all over again. Um, but it was cool in that you were finding these treasures that made you like really powerful. Um, so you're not only are you getting these treasures, but you're also choosing which cards to add to your deck after you defeat every dungeon room. Um, so it gets to the point where you just have this crazy killer deck, but it's really needed by the end because the bosses are so hard. Uh, but in this latest expansion, and they've already announced the next one, so I'm like behind an expansion. I can't even think of the name of it. Um, but in this one, they introduced the dungeon runs in addition, or they added the ability to stop in to a tavern and you get like two mana and you can use that two mana basically to make a transaction with this bartender that can be something like oh you know make one random card in my deck costs zero mana or remove this deck or remove this card from my deck or um you know buy this one card from this bartender to add to my deck and they're always like really powerful cards so that aspect of the game i'm really enjoying and you don't really need any skill um, I mean, it helps, but you don't need to know the meta of what's going on in Hearthstone. You don't need to be any part of the online aspect, which can get really um, inaccessible just because of the people that are still playing Hearthstone regularly now are really freaking good at it, mm-hmm. um, which is not fun for people that are trying to get into it. So if you're even mildly interested in Blizzard games um, or Hearthstone itself, I highly recommend just just buying it for the single player stuff it's it's seriously fun enough that you'll get your money's worth isn't hearthstone like free now anyway like yeah. <laughs> does it even cost money did you ever play slay the spire yes okay i was gonna say like the the things that you're saying hearthstone is adding i'm like sounds like they're copying slay the spire which is yeah a good thing well actually i think i think hearthstone had the dungeon runs before slay the spire Okay, uh, it was like or, the stuff you were saying, like take a card out, add a card, yeah, do this yep. special stuff. Like all yep. I could think was like, let's go into the shop and slay the spire. Yep, yep. I'm sure. I'm sure that's where they, you know, where they got it from. Um, I love it, or were at least inspired by it from. Because that's but a great game. I absolutely love Slay the Spire. Is there any updates for that coming out? Uh, I think they're adding a fourth, expansions? a fourth character. 
I'm gonna get Slay of the Spire for the Switch at some point. You should for sure. Um, I see an article right now from July that says Slay the Spire's fourth character will be free. Mm. So whenever it comes out, it's gonna be a free update. But yeah, they're working on another another guy. Cool. So nice. we got 15 more Ascension levels to play if if you want to do that. <laughs> Speaking of addictions, like Slay <laughs> yeah. the Spire really. I lost some sleep to slay this fire. I did too. It's a good game. Yep. Speaking of losing some sleep, Eric, you want to talk some Fire Emblem? Oh <laughs> man, I'm trying to decide what, I, like, what I want to talk about now and what I want to save for a spoiler cast. Yeah. Mm. Uh. So, I mean, big picture, I finished. Obviously, mm-hmm. I finished the the Black Eagles route. Mm-hmm. I've is already that, started. Is that like beating the game? Yep. Yeah. Well done. Finished. Finished. It happened. Um, I've already started a Blue Lions run. I don't know. Who did you start with for your second, Dan? Uh, yeah, so I also beat it. Um, and I'm playing as the Golden Deer, my second. Okay. Playthrough. Awesome. I, I fall started on Golden Deer. Okay. I got like I got like two chapters in and I was like, you know what? I'm saving these guys for my for my third run. Yeah. The Golden Deer is definitely the land of the misfit toys. Yeah, it's they seem to be that way. They're, yeah, they're they're an odd bunch, but yeah, go ahead and you could talk about the blue lions. Um, yeah, I, I was just gonna say that uh, seeing, well, first of all, I like the first however many chapters are identical, but yeah. like there are enough things that are different in the conversations with your new students that really make it feel like almost an entirely new game, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Um, and they've done like a really good job at making me like these characters when I didn't like them on my last run. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. it's it's like I'm kind of blown away by like how much I actually like Ash and like you know it's just it's it's cool. They they did a really great job with this game. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to finish a second run and a third run yep. for sure, and yeah. probably a fourth. Probably for the, yeah, there uh, ultimately there is four four paths you could take in the game. So. Uh, I will pro- probably do the same, uh, but yeah, same thing as you. Like when when I first started my second playthrough as as the Golden Deer House, I really felt like I was betraying the Black Eagles because that's who I started yeah. with, and those are all the characters that I knew. Um, and I didn't didn't care for the Golden Deer characters at first, but yeah, they as I said, they start to grow on you. You realize the Golden Deers, like like I said, the land of misfit toys. Uh, but I also did recruit some Black Eagles characters. I recruited Dorothea and Petra. Who are my it's, most some yeah. of my most effective characters from uh, from the my yeah. Black Eagles playthrough? So it's funny you say that because those are the two that I'm going for uh, from my Black Eagles playthrough. Just because I don't want to have to fight them ever. Like, yeah, I want to get them now before that could possibly happen. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, I, I've settled in now. I've I've gotten gotten to know the characters. Like like you said, the the interactions with the characters are different enough that. It does feel like you're playing a mostly different game, even though it's the same events through. Well, I don't even remember what chapter all the stuff kind of splits off. But Seven or eight or something. Yeah, it might be something like that. But yeah, it's it's uh, definitely different enough. Uh, surprisingly so, actually. Yeah, and like even like not just the supports being different, but like even the just like base like two or three lines that they'll spit at you every month mm-hmm. are different. Yeah, like I've noticed a lot of differences. Like I got new things with all of my Blue Lions characters this time around, and I'm getting new things from the Black Eagles characters too because I'm not in their house anymore. Yeah. So it's like really interesting how, even though it's basically the same, we're still getting it from a different point of view. Yeah, 
like enough that it's holding my interest again for yeah. the. I mean, it's this has to be like the second time I'm through these chapters in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so. it has been it has been a short <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still totally hooked. Like I'm I'm still probably going to throw at least two or three hours at this a day for the foreseeable future. Yep. So. Yeah. Same here. Um. Yeah, as 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 Eric said, I think I want to do a spoiler cast for the because uh, me Eric, so Eric and Will already did the the Black Eagles playthrough and one specific path in the Black Eagles that one has mm-hmm. has branching uh, unlike the others. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll do that next week or the week after. Um, and Will also picked the 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 Blue Lions too, right, for a second playthrough. I actually don't remember. I th- I think I think he said he did. I was texting with him last night about it before after he got uh, home from work so i'll just check real quick i can't remember um i yeah, feel like i was lines. talking to him today yeah and i feel like i was talking to him today and i think he's just a little bit past me okay so like he's on like chapter five or something so yeah uh if you're on the fence you will Buy get your money's you you will get your money's <laughs> worth out of fire emblem because i'm i think i'm roughly 60 hours in yep uh, i still you know i, I guess essentially not quite halfway through all of the stuff that I want to do. So, no, definitely not. Uh, two fi- two fifths of the way through yep. all the stuff I want to do. Yep, just about. And like so, I went into this game and I was like, I'll give it a few hours. I'll see if it's any good. And <laughs> now, two weeks later, yeah, <laughs> haven't played anything else. Yep. Uh, so I want to hear about Awakening. Uh, I'm still only like two or three chapters in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it so far. Like yeah. it, it still feels like Fire Emblem, even though it's however old. Um, Did it come out that come I, out in like 2011 or 2012, maybe. I don't. I have no idea. I can look it up. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I am emulating it, and okay. it runs surprisingly well. So I guess we can emulate DS games now, which is cool. Uh, 2012. Okay. Oh. 2013 outside of Japan. 2012 was the okay. Japanese release. Okay. Um, I mean, you can tell it's a dated game. Obviously, I mean, it's running. In, it was running on a DS and not a Switch. Right. Um, but it's still really good. Like the art is fantastic. Um, and I guess you know I'm on an anime kick now. So hey, oh, let's okay. jump right in. Uh, the the cutscenes were really cool with the 3D. St- yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't get the 3D because I'm playing on the emulator but yeah the cutscenes are still like really well animated and like i was kind of surprised about that because like i never owned a ds so i vastly underestimated how good of a handheld that probably was yeah, like was... i regret not having a ds forever yeah it's good stuff now's the time to jump in they're fairly cheap i guess that's true um i guess that's true yeah no in fire emblem awakening i feel like even starts off relatively slow and then once you start to build up support with your characters and and start to pair them up into into couples and stuff, that's when it like it, it transcends. Really yeah, it transcends. Yeah, like I was I was as. talking to Will earlier because like I, I also started Fates. Mm-hmm. Like I, I played like the first couple chapters of Fates too, and I was like, no, I need to go back and I need to actually play Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I mean, I was telling them like I haven't really met any characters I super like yet, but mm-hmm. I'm not far enough in for that to matter yeah so you know i'm sure i'm sure it's gonna get like really rolling here in in the next couple hours so yeah because because crom is like your your average hero guy you know yeah he's <laughs> like he's like he's dude bro yeah he's yeah, cool. yeah exactly yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the bestie it's cool yeah. whatever yeah so 
So you know, I'm I'm excited to play. I'm I'm really glad I picked up Three Houses now because it it opened up like a whole realm of games for me, yeah. which is awesome. I keep hoping they package the the old old ones that you can't find for under 150 bucks, uh, and and put those somewhere where we can we can access them. We need all of this on the Switch. Yeah, like yeah. every time I like every time I was booting up Awakening on my emulator, I was like, why isn't this on the Switch? Yeah, yeah they can do 3DS games on the Switch, you know no reason why not it's yeah. a touch screen right there yeah. so okay things i want and won't ever get i know well you know nintendo hates money so i guess they do, <laughs> they do. as they sell us super <laughs> mario brothers 3 for the hundredth time yeah and we continue to pay seven dollars for it yep we continue to buy it that's right uh did you play anything else uh uh fire emblem heroes on my heroes phone. yeah yeah, which is it's you know it's a mobile game. Yeah, it's it's like it's a decent mobile game. I'm not going to spend any money on it, so I'm sure I'm going to burn out on it eventually. Um, but I'm having a good time with it so far. Like I needed something to do on my lunch break, so yeah, that's a, it's a good it's a good phone game, like you said. Yeah, you know I'm I'm pretty pretty impressed with it so far actually. Mm-hmm. Plays like Fire Emblem, just a little simplified. Yeah. Okay. Um. So other than Fire Emblem, I. Finished. Uh, I finished Doctor Mario World, Corey. I beat the 200 levels. I guess it's considered a beaten game because they said that they're going to be adding more levels later. But that, like, I couldn't yeah. continue at all. So, yeah. Um, Unless it's in beta, then then you've beaten it. Right. Exactly. Um, so I del- immediately deleted it, and I haven't really thought about it since. Yeah, that was uh, my experience. <laughs> it, it's mostly because I was stuck on level 199 for probably a week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, and trying it five, six, seven times a day. Uh, and then level 200 took me like maybe two or three days. And then I was like, okay, I had enough of this. So you'd like, you beat it and immediately shut off the app and deleted it. Yep. Right? Yep. Awesome. After I got the message that they'll be adding more levels later, I was like, nope. I'm, nope. Had not my for fill. me. Uh, awesome. It, it was decent. You know, I, I didn't spend any money on it. So I, I got my probably 25 30 hours worth out of it you know for a free free mobile game um so no more of that uh then i played more legend of zelda link to the past uh but i ran into some trouble so Uh i got the master sword i beat the wizard the first time and got sucked into the dark world i don't know if you remember any of this Corey. oh yeah um i vaguely remember all of it it's i feel like i haven't played this game since like i beat it when we had it on super nintendo like mm-hmm. 20-ish years or 25 years or whatever um so i was in the in the first dungeon in the dark world uh, i was having trouble and i was finishing up an episode for rated g games and uh the super nintendo has a state save state thing so it's like you know i'll call an episode and i'll say save the state so i don't have to like exit this dungeon uh so i went to save the state and somehow i loaded a previous save state that i had it completely erased like two hours worth of progress somehow i don't know how that happened so yeah so i've got to be i've got to be more careful with the save state thing and and not abuse it like i like i was um so i'm gonna i'm gonna get caught up and on you know off off screen and and just revisit go back to you know progress to where i was before and and continue that because the game's really good it is it is. You said you're playing it for rated G games. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and again, it's you know having the old controller is because I it, I had it on the Wii U, 
but I never I just bought it on a sale and I never ended up playing it but uh, having the the actual Super Nintendo controller is it's glorious mm-hmm. so uh, that's all I played so let me see if we have feedback last time I checked we didn't have feedback so um, yep no feedback so no game giveaway this week Dan, can I admit something to you? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I've never watched any of your Rated G Games videos before, but oh, I am surprised at the production values. Yeah, I just I recently started with the green screen. I made a made an intro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a fun thing to do. I actually want to start doing stuff with the kids too. I started recording us. We, me, and Max and Marlo playing Smash Brothers. But Marlo ended up having a temper tantrum part partway through, so I decided to scrap that video. So, uh, but I do want to have them on, you know, playing games with me because that's kind of the gist of the the channel. So, yeah, you should put a link to the YouTube page in the show notes. Yeah, I could probably do that. I try not to cross promote too awful much. Different um, different demographic. Not not really. Yeah, a little bit. Well, like, a little bit, but like. You know, not, people not that totally. watch this would be happy to watch rated G games, but yeah. people that are watching rated G games probably shouldn't watch or listen to this. They, they probably, <laughs> yeah, they probably shouldn't listen to a podcast episode about because, drug, drug use yeah, in video games. Because we just had an episode about drugs and video games. That's exactly, so. that's exactly right. <laughs> well, Dan, you've got to decide what your brand is. Yeah. Um, haircut brand. Haircut brand. <laughs> Oh, I'll be right back. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I missed some spots in my hair. Um but yeah, no, like I would I would love to do uh a spoiler cast for Fire Emblem. Uh unfortunately we didn't all pick the same house for the second time around. I think I think I kinda knew you guys were gonna do the Blue Lions, so that's why I picked Golden Deer. I almost picked Golden Deer. Did like you? I really I played a couple hours mm-hmm. before I was like, No, I need to go see the other the other house first. Yeah. Because something about Golden Deer just feels like we're the third path. Pick us last. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Although I guess really something about the Black Eagles path that we didn't take is is that's really like the weird path, isn't it? Like I would think so. Although apparently and I won't get into spoilers here, there's a conversation you have with one of the characters that that's the only way you can unlock the path that we all took. So if yeah. you happen if you happen to miss that, then you're you're stuck going into the to the other path. On Black That's Eagles. interesting. Yeah, but some I don't know some something about the one that we took felt like the proper one. I think so too. I can't imagine, and again, no spoilers. I can't imagine like choosing to go the other way. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's well. We'll talk about that during our yeah, we, we need to have that episode for sure. I agree. Uh, I'll get with Will and make sure you know if Will can be on for sure next week. Uh, then then we'll we'll do it next week. If not, we'll awesome. we'll wait a week. Uh, but awesome, like you, awesome. I'll probably be, I'll probably finish my second playthrough by then. So I bet. So we'll have lots to talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, anything else, Corey? No. Okay. Uh, anything else, Eric? No, nothing for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, next week possibly uh, Fire Emblem spoiler cast for the Black Eagles house. Uh, if not, we'll have something else. So thanks for listening to... No, that's not how I end.
<laughs> That'll do it for episode 420 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Get out of your Corey. basement. <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.